Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Chiefs fans, football fans, podcast fans alike, welcome aboard. I'm Jordan Foote, and this is the Ref and the Kicker podcast, the Kansas City Chiefs podcast in association with Arrowhead Report. As always, hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Thanks for making us a part of it. And with that said, let's jump into today's show. I've got Mark Van Sickle back with me for a Tuesdays with Mark, but we're recording it's a Monday with Mark then. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at Mark the Overseer. We're going to play some games today, but first, Mark, how's it going, man? Pretty good. I've been uh, enjoying some Royals uh, as we're recording this on the Monday. Uh, obviously, Mondays with Mark article out there. I know this is a Chiefs podcast, but if you go to insidetheroyals.com, you can see what the Royals have been up to lately on there. Um, but double header. So I've been I've been watching. Uh, they were on ESPN Plus earlier, and then I was out at Austin's Bar and Grill, a great lo- local establishment. Uh, so I, I was watching the Royals out there for the second game, and yeah, it was uh, looking good so far. Uh, I know it's still early in the game, but could get a sweep there against the Tigers. Who knows? Yeah, and the the words enjoy or enjoying, and then Royals they seem to not really go well together, but. <laughs> Man, over the past three weeks or so, they're a 500 team, maybe even a little bit above 500. I haven't went through and, you know, tallied the wins and losses, but they're starting to look not like pitching wise, but record wise, kind of like the team people expected heading into the year. Yeah, I think over the month with if they actually win the second game of the doubleheader, I think there'll be one game over 500 over the past month. Okay. And that's not bad. All things considered, like their season's obviously well over and they're going to pace for close to 100 losses because of how bad they were to start off. But if you make a pitching coach change, I know this is a Chiefs podcast. We'll get to Chiefs (laughs) in a second, I promise. You make a pitching coach change. We saw what happened when Terry Bradshaw got canned and Alex Zumwalt was made the guy. Their Mm -hmm. top half unit in baseball over the past month, I don't know if they are overall. If by the end of the year, they'll be a top 15 unit, but they're not a laughing stock anymore at the plate. The youth is coming up. Um, if they can do the same with the pitching, that's a potential playoff team in a year and a half, two years from now. Yeah. If they can get some trades going here, I know they are going to get some trades going here in the next few weeks. So, you know, Ben Intendi, Michael A. Taylor, uh, whoever else I know, Witt just got hurt. So it might be tough to trade him. Maybe they could still trade him. Salvi's hurt. Can't trade him, but you know, if they keep Wit and Salvi, I won't be too angry about that, I suppose. Sure. Uh, have some of those veteran guys that have been around for a while. But, yeah, get uh, get some pitching maybe in, in return for those outfielders and uh, see what, where they go from there. Because like you said, yeah, it's uh, the pitching is what needs to turn around a little bit. I think the, the bats are there um, right now and in the minor leagues. They've got some guys still on their way up, so – yeah, the Royals are, even though this year, you know, record not so good in the future, I think they're looking all right. Yeah. Um, Mark, do you want to do, we're going to play two games today for those tuning in. Do you want to do the draft draft first or the flag football draft first? 
Let's do the draft draft first. Okay. That sounds good. So do the fun stuff at the end. Yes. So the draft draft, Mark and I came up with this idea. Really, Mark came up with this idea. The Chiefs took player X over player Y. And we're going to give player Y as a player that we are watching moving forward because maybe we liked player Y. Maybe we were intrigued by player Y. Maybe the NFL media was intrigued by player Y. Maybe player Y was higher on a big board, something like that. The Chiefs didn't go with that player. Instead, they went with their guy. So let's kick it off. 121, first round pick 21, Trent McDuffie. I'm going Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson is my guy at cornerback. Oh, but at the same position, by the way. Sorry, guys. It has to be the same position. Um, I'm going Andrew Booth. He went 242. He was a guy that the medicals kind of got into, I think, and really kind of moved him to the middle of the second round, I guess, or I guess that would have been tenth. So top half of the second round. Um, he was an obvious first round talent, I thought. Andrew Booth could have been one of the top five cornerback prospects in this draft. Um, he could still be one of the top five corners from this draft. He could be a top three cornerback. Um, I think Trent McDuffie, obviously, I had like a fringe first round grade on him. I wish he was just a little bit longer. He would have been locked in in round one for me. Um, but Andrew Booth, really interesting player. That's going to be my first what if or player X over player Y. See, I did mine a little bit different, Jordan Lee. So, uh, okay. so that's probably my fault then for not listening. I, no, it, I, I didn't really have a set way that I, I thought it could be done, but I like the way that you did it. Um, I would have to adjust my rankings here, so I'm just going to okay. go with what I had down. Yes, no, please do. Uh, so I was thinking uh, if I could take a player there at 21 that maybe got taken between 21 and 30, like Jermaine Johnson oh, went to the Jets. Okay. Okay. So okay. I was like, I, he wouldn't have fallen to 30 and they already had Karloftis at 30. So I was like, I would instead take a defensive end there at 21 and I would go okay. Jermaine Johnson. So that's what I was thinking for that one. And I'm, I'm keeping an eye on Jermaine Johnson to see how he does this season. Guys. When Mark got into the zoom call, I was explaining to him, man, this was really hard because I was like searching positions and all the stuff. And Mark kind of looked at me funny. Like, why was he filtering by position? You don't have to do that. I made it too hard for myself. That's kind of a common theme when we play games on this podcast. Like when Connor and I did the uh, Brett Veach's best picks draft and I only had like 10 out of my top 10 or I had like 12 different choices and Connor used them all up. I have like. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, twenty, twenty-five choices for our our second game that we're gonna play. I I over prepared. Um, I kind of did that today. So Mark and I's lists are gonna look a little bit differently. Um, we're just gonna go with it. So one thirty, George Karloftis went. This kind of goes with Mark's part. I'm gonna go Arnold Ebicady. He went thirty eighth overall. Had the Chiefs not taking Karloftis. I really wanted Ebicady over Karloftis to begin with for the Chiefs. I thought it made not quite as much sense. He wasn't quite a Spags defensive end, but the upside was insane. I know that he's not as young as Karloftis, and I think Karloftis is going to be a decent NFL player at the very least. He could be a good one. He has been working with Bobby Stroop. That matters quite a bit. Um, if he gets flexible, he gets a little bit faster he's going to be an objectively good NFL player early on. Like maybe not as a rookie, but year two, year three, he's going to be giving you 
top half of the league edge reps. And in year one, he can give you solid ones. And I think that's a win. So I'm going to go Ebby Katie. Mark, who do you have at pick 30? This one was tough for me because uh, I, I went defensive end with the first pick. So I was looking at cornerback here. I saw that Kair Elam went to the Bills before the Chiefs had their 30th pick. I was really looking at Kair Elam. Um, so I will be keeping an eye out on him during the season just to see how he's playing for the Bills. But I went with another Washington cornerback, Kyler Gordon, because I kind of wanted the Chiefs to take him. I didn't realize that they were going to be trading up to get the other Washington quarterback. People didn't think he was going to be there, which is fine. I really like McDuffie. But if McDuffie had not been there, if they had gotten Jermaine Johnson at pick 21, I would have been really happy with Kyler Gordon as a cornerback in the Kansas City Chiefs system. Now he's with the Bears. I don't watch a ton of Bears football, but I will be keeping an eye out on Gordon this year to see how he's doing. I like that a lot, man. I was a big Kyler Gordon fan in terms of upside. I was a little bit iffy on him sticking early on, but obviously he hasn't played it down yet. So it's hard to tell um, with all that. 254. Did you go Pickens with this one, Mark? I did. I decided not to trade back. Uh, I decided to stay at 50 and take George Pickens because that was my guy throughout the draft process. And I just stuck on him. And when they traded back, I was the first night uh, that that happened. I was honestly a little bit upset for a while, but I understood after the whole draft played out what they were trying to do. So I'm not angry about it anymore, but I am going to be keeping an eye on George Pickens with the Steelers. Now I I'm a little concerned about the Steelers quarterback situation this season, but um, I am curious to see how Pickens does there. Yeah. Pickens. He was an interesting dude. Um, obviously everybody saw the photo of <laughs> watching, reacting to himself being drafted. Um, and then some clips of him when he was in college at Georgia after he got drafted, he's an interesting dude, but the ceiling with him was undeniable. Like he was going to be really, 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 really good. Number one wide receiver potential. If he hits. I don't know if Sky Moore has number one wideout potential. I hate saying that early on, but like that was my eval of him before the Chiefs drafted him. I was like, he's going to be a really, really good like DJ Moore, I guess, where you're like maybe a top 20-ish receiver, but you're not like a bona fide number one, maybe top 30, I guess you should uh, say. Early to say. He could obviously, in in year one in an Andy Reid offense, he's not going to jump out in a major way anyway. Um, I'm going, I was trying to look up the full draft order so I could join you here, um, but it isn't loading up in time. So I'm not going to be able to get you that, but I'm going to go Eric Ezukama from Texas Tech. He went fourth round. I was really, really intrigued by him, his athletic talent, his size. The Chiefs visited with him. I'm about 99% sure that happened. Um, I was intrigued by him. I thought he would have been a fun pick. 254 was a little bit early. I think he was more of a third, fourth round guy. Um, but nonetheless, that was my intriguing Chiefs went blank over blank. So, Mark, 262, Brian Cook was the pick. Who's the guy that you were intrigued a little bit after that? Really quick, before I get to 62, um, can I just say when we were doing our, uh, our research here for this pod, I totally forgot that Tyquan Thornton went pick 50 to the yep. Patriots with that pick that the Chiefs swapped. 
So that, I mean, I'm just going to keep an eye on that also just to see how Thornton does. Cause I thought he was more of a third round, fourth round. They had guy. a weird draft. New England yeah. had a very <laughs> weird, like, I don't know what Bill's doing unless he's playing 4d chess. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna be watching to see how he does because yeah, last offseason they had a weird like they got two tight ends, they got some, I think they got two or three receivers, but they were all like number threes. So yeah, I really had no clue what Bill's been doing the last couple off seasons. But anyway, for pick 62, I decided to go with a safety that the Chargers actually got in the third round, JT Woods. I almost went by yeah solid guy out of Baylor and so yeah I just thought he would be a good pick so even though the Chiefs got uh Cook I think Wood is a solid safety yeah I went Nick Cross from Maryland at Mm -hmm. three uh he went 96th overall so another third round guy I thought Cross was better than Cook in my pre-draft work I thought that his athleticism and kind of hard-hitting ability not to compare him to Brian Cook. A lot of people would do that because of those traits. Um, I thought he could jump in and have a better immediate impact, but Brian Cook is fairly NFL ready. Like he's going to get safety three snaps from the jump. I think he's going to win that job. Um, so Brian Cook, do I think the pick was early? Yes, I do. But do I think it was a bad pick? No. You know what I mean? Like it, it was a little bit early for my liking, but I still enjoy the player. So there's not a uh, major bone to pick with it. Yeah, totally agree. Nick Cross was a guy that I really liked too. Um, I hadn't quite seen him on my list when I was looking, but that was a a good call by you there, Jordan. I appreciate it. I I get one of those very, very, very seldom. Um, This one, this is a big whiff on my part. Leo Chanel at 3103. I went positionally, so I'm reaching down to the fifth round with Micah McFadden from Indiana. There weren't a ton of post-Leo Chanel linebackers that I really liked in this year's draft. Malcolm Rodriguez from Oklahoma State, I think he went the fifth or sixth round, maybe even seventh. Um, he He's no Micah McFadden. He's no Leo Chanel. Like There was a drop-off after him. The Chiefs really got one of the last athletic specimens and uh, high impact guys, I think. So that's mm-hmm. my pick. Don't love it, but alas, I'm mildly intrigued, and that's that's how I'm playing the game. I am kind of winging this one here, <laughs> um, but I was. I let me see here. Darian Beavers. Okay, that's another Cincinnati guy. I I really liked Cincinnati's defense last year. Um, but he went in the sixth round. So it, again, it's a little bit of a reach there. It's a little high, but I, I liked that Cincinnati defense. So Beavers and then, yeah, yeah. It was just kind of rough at the linebacker spot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. McFadden's a good choice. I like your choice better. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, this one, I don't think this is a reach at all. And I think I'm kind of recovering after this. Like I had a couple bad ones where I went position by position. Now I think I'm back on track. Um, I played the game the right way, but technically the wrong way, if that makes sense. The last Joshua Williams at fourth round, 135 overall. Tariq Woolen from UTSA, who went in the fifth round. Mark, do you have the same guy? That was my guy. He's a Seahawk now. So I'm 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 paying attention to him no matter what. But yeah, that's that's my guy too. His athletic profile 
man, just off the charts. And he didn't have bad film either. Like he, he wasn't an NFL ready guy. He's going to need some time, but if he hits, he's going to hit way harder than Joshua Williams. I hate to say it, but like Tariq Woolen, man, his ceiling is CB one. I, I don't know what Joshua Williams ceiling is. Yeah. Isn't he like six, four, two? He's up there. He's a big boy. Yeah. And he's fast. Yeah. So that's why I picked him. I thought, you know, he was taking just a few picks after Williams. Mm-hmm. And I thought that he was a guy that the Chiefs might actually take there because yeah. we knew it was going to be, you know, somebody like that. It was, mm-hmm. it was one of those two guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there. Darian Kennard at fifth round, 145 overall. Mark, who do you have? Because I have a guy who went 10 spots later than him. Yeah. Is that the North Dakota guy? Yep. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's who I had too. So kind of boring here, but it is the fifth round. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot going on at this point in the draft where it's not just kind of hoping whoever you get sticks at this point. But mm-hmm. I, I really liked that they uh, use their, because that was their pick that they, they got from the Patriots, right? And yes, in the in the trade back for Sky Moore, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the Chiefs played that really nicely. But if I couldn't get Kennard, uh, I I would have gone with uh, well, let's go. Yeah, he he had the intangibles and the measurables. He just didn't have the, or I guess doesn't have the fluidity and like the foot speed, and he he just isn't very athletic. Um, so I I think the Chiefs came out on the right side of that by picking Darian Kennard. Mm-hmm. I also think they might, just because I don't really like this player, and I like the player that the Chiefs took instead in his traits. I have Jalen Watson over Josh Job from Alabama. Um, he was a UDFA. All the last three guys from me are UDFAs because we're now in the seventh round. Job, I just don't know about him. Man, who was... Who was the cornerback that came out a couple of years ago that some draft media really, 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 really overhyped, and then he turned out to be terrible? I, I'm trying to think oh, of who yeah. it was. I he was a cornerback, right? Yeah, uh, like it just happened a couple of years ago. Yeah, because he went super early and then like never even did anything, right? I mean, yeah. there's been a few of those jo- guys. Yes, but. Josh Job gives me those vibes, even though he was a UDFA. I thought he was going to go way. I guess earlier you can't say is UDFA. I thought he was going to be like a late day two, early day three pick. And he went yeah. UDFA like I would have rated him. Um, but alas, I'm still intrigued because of the like the allure and the uh, high profile nature he had coming out of Bama. Yeah, I I have no qualms with that one. I I didn't uh, I did not participate in the seventh round, so I'm <laughs> I'm letting you take this. I took it way too literally, dude. I'm such a tryhard, <laughs> dude. I like it. I I now that we're in the seventh round, uh, I'm excited to hear what your next one is. I have your guy, Isaiah Pacheco, over sincere McCormick from UTSA, who is now. With the Oakland Raiders. I remember you did an article. It was leading up to draft season. It might have been even the like best UDFAs available or like three late round guys cheap to look at. And Sincere McCormick was one of those guys. So um, I saw him. I also agreed that I liked him as a prospect. So that's who I have at 251. You know, I'm, I'm going to add a guy in here that I just saw at the end of the draft. I forgot that the Packers got him. Uh, Samore Toure 
from Nebraska. Okay. Okay. He had a good senior bowl. Um, and he was pretty solid for Nebraska. Nebraska didn't have the best offense last year, but he was a solid transfer. I think he went to Montana state initially mm-hmm. and used his senior year to go to Nebraska and play with some good competition in the big 10. And he, he balled out. He, he kind of reminds me of, uh, obviously not that athletic or fast, but he kind of reminds me of like a Sammy Watkins, like good route runner, like wants to get you down when he's blocking, wants to get you out of bounds. He wants to put you on the ground. So anyway, I think he could be a nice steal there for the Packers. Um, he got taken one pick before Nazi Johnson. So I, I, I was looking at him and wishing the chiefs could have taken him, but you know, that's all right. What's up guys. Thanks again for listening to today's show and taking some time to welcome roughing the kicker into your speakers and headphones. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsored programs. And right after that, we'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Speaking of Nazi Johnson, um, I have Verone McKinley III as a oh, guy yeah. that the Chiefs took over him. I thought McKinley could have been a late day two pick. Like mm-hmm. I was not necessarily really, really high on him, but I just thought it was a consensus or near consensus thing. I'm pretty sure the KCSN guys were also pretty high on him. I'm mm-hmm. having him third round, fourth round. I remember seeing his name in the draft guide. So he wasn't a UDFA grade from them. Um, he, I don't know what happened. I, I didn't follow him close enough to know if medicals were a huge issue or or what or underwhelming athletic testing it's all a distant memory now um but for him to not even get picked up in the draft and then have to go to the dolphins afterwards that was alarming for me to say the least yeah the oregon secondary was really solid they had disrespected yeah they Yeah, they had a lot of guys that I thought would have gone a little bit higher. And the year before, they had a couple guys that got drafted uh, fairly early, too. I think one of them might actually be on the Dolphins, too, from the year before. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But, yeah, Oregon's produced some good uh, corners and safeties the last few years. So, 
I, uh, I concur that he was on my list of guys to keep an eye on. And I thought the Chiefs should go after him as an undrafted free agent, but it is what it is at this point. The Chiefs did kind of go hard in the secondary during the draft. So let's do speaking of draft, let's talk flag football. Mark and I are going to do a five on five team. So I'm going to explain how I interpreted the rules. <laughs> then we're going to see how Mark did. I probably goofed it up. I, I'm only, we're only picking five players, right? To play both sides. That's what I assumed. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank God. We, we're going <laughs> to pick five players to play both sides. So, I mean, if you want, a bunch of defensive backs who you think can double as a wideout, then go for it. If you want a quarterback that you think can double as a linebacker, if you want to have a linebacker, like you can do whatever I'm doing. This is my team setup, not necessarily how I'm going to pick the players, or I guess that is one quarterback, one running back, one offensive lineman, two receivers, tight end slash wideout. Mark, how are you, before we start picking, how are you constructing your five on five team? Okay, well, see if I if I give my if I give my or my strategy away, then you might dig well, into my pool. Uh, then I've already given away my pool. But luckily, <laughs> as opposed to the draft that me and Connor did, I, I'm rolling deep here in terms of okay. picks, so I, I should be fine. So you don't have to, you know, reveal your cards. That's fine. I I just I didn't even think about like offensive line. I was just mm-hmm. thinking like I just figured one just for fun. Yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna try to switch it up on us right now. Okay. What if we do a six v six? And then you'd go three receiver set, two running backs, or an extra lineman. Or I guess it's up to you. Yeah, you, I guess you do need a lineman to snap the ball. I, I didn't have yeah, any yeah. lineman on my list. <laughs> so I'll I'll just give you do you want to do six on six or do you want me to stall and give you a second to think of a lineman? Um, let's I do, think there, there are probably a few obvious lineman choices. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can, we can go for it. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll stick five on five Mark since you're a nice guy. And since I'm hosting you and you're my guest um, and you come on so consistently and are great at what you do, I'm going to give you the first pick and wait, 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 wait. Gosh, we need to think these things through before we do it. Are we doing a snake or are we doing straight one by one? I think a one by one is probably the place since we only have five to work with. Okay, so uh, so I'll pick, you pick, I pick, you pick yeah, kind yeah. of thing? Because if we did snake, I'm not opposed to it necessarily. What do you think? <laughs> I I don't care either way. I I'm down for for either way. What 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 do you think will be good and cons- consistent for us? We'll go one by one. Screw it. We'll, one, we'll one. just do that. Okay. All so right. I'm going to give you the first pick. All right. Um, this is tough, actually. I I was torn on my first pick because there's a lot of uh, I feel like really good flag football players currently on the Chiefs and in the Chiefs past. So. Uh, I am going to take the cheetah Tyree kill. Wow. Okay. With my first pick. I'm, I'm taking the speed. Okay. I'm going, that eliminates one of my receiver choices. I, I shouldn't have to say that, but it does. Um, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes here. I, I think he can just run around. And if you're not doing like a, 
penalty for quarterbacks waiting on plays. I know when I played flag football and we would play or two hand touch, whatever on the playground, because we played a league too. But when we played on the playground, you would get penalized if your quarterback was back there for more than like, I think it was five or seven seconds. It wasn't like a five Mississippi rush, but it was after that. If your quarterback's just standing there waiting, you're turning the ball over. If we're not doing that, I'm going Patrick Mahomes because you're not going to be able to get to the dude unless you bring a cornerback or a safety. He's always faster than the guy chasing him, no matter who it is, really, unless it's Micah Parsons. Um, I'm going to go him. Mark, I feel like I know who your next pick is going to be, though. I might be surprising you here. Really? This might be a surprise to you right now. I'm going Dante Hall. The human joystick. X-Factor, baby. I think that's Ty- a good one. Tyreek and Dante together. I I don't even know if you can stop either of them. Like who's guarding those two? <laughs> so Dante Hall is my number two. I know that's that there's a good one. there's there's a lot of good guys still out there, but uh, those two as my wideouts just seems off the chain. <laughs> that's really good. I. I'm going to match it. I'm going to go with a running back. I'm going to go Jamal Charles here. And just the elusiveness he has, the running back drop-off, like can you name another Chiefs running back who could even hold a candle? Not that anyone can do it to Tyree Kill, but in terms of like the shiftiness, you can replicate some of that. Chiefs running backs, you can't. Like Jamal was that dude, unless you want to go like, I'm not going to give away some of my potential picks (laughs) for later. Um, But... Mahomes and Jamal is a good start. Tyreek Hill and Dante Hall stopping that is now my problem. So I'm interested to see who your next pick is going to be. You know what? This is, this is, you maybe, you might not like this, but I'm about to do something here that is maybe a questionable thing to do. Like people might call me out for this. But I'm getting McCole Hardman as my quarterback. Really? We okay. are we're running a straight wildcat with McCole Hardman, Tyree Kill, and Dante Hall. And this is gonna be just a speed wow. team right now. This is gonna be a this is like I said, I, I had other quarterbacks on my list, but with with you taking uh, Mahomes and you taking Jamal Charles, I'm just rolling speed now at this point because I'm trying to score in whichever way that I can. Do you – now that our quarterback picks are done, I listed my order. I'm just going to reveal my order for quarterbacks. I went Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith. Trent Green is fourth. Can you guess who my third flag football quarterback was? Um, I would have maybe Thigpen. It was Tyler Thigpen. Okay. And a lot of people wouldn't think of that, but I feel like dude would be a baller in a, a flag football setting. He just seemed I, like that type of quarterback. I agree. I'm a little shocked that um, is Cool Joe not on your list? He's Joe Montana? Not. He, he would have been fifth. He would have been fifth. Okay. I don't even All really right. think of him as an all-time chief, which yeah, I obviously should. But I, it didn't even cross my mind. But he would be fifth now that you mention it. I was gonna say if we're if we're allowed to have these players when they were in their primes versus yeah. when they were just with the Chiefs, that probably would have made a difference. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 
I had Joe Montana like on the list, but I wasn't confident in taking him. Like I said, I'm taking McCole Hardman over Joe Montana in this flag football thing. So if, if that tells you where I'm, my head's at. So all is fair in, in love and football. I, I don't know where to go from here. I have a quarterback. I have a running back. It's my pick. I don't have anything else. I need a receiver. I need a big body of some sort. I'm going to kill two birds with one stone, I think, and go Travis Kelsey. I think he can play linebacker. I -hmm. think he's too fast for some linemen. He obviously could play wide receiver. He could play tight end. You can do a lot of stuff with Travis Kelsey. So I'm using him as a utility, but mainly so I fill the receiver spot. I'm going to go Kelsey. Mark, what you got? I so I've got two wide receivers, a quarterback slash wildcat. And you know what? I might get made fun of for this pick. But at running back, I'm going DeAnthony Thomas. I I have him on my list. I, I don't hate that whatsoever. <laughs> my four by one team is complete. We're gonna win the Olympics. Um now, I don't know if that's going to convert to defense on the field against your squad. Having to Patrick Mahomes throwing to Travis Kelsey, that's going to be tough. I'm going to need Tyreek to use his uh, his jumping skills to compete there. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going full-on speed here, it looks like. <laughs> I, I don't know here, dude. I'm going to go... This is unorthodox, but I am going to need somebody to play in the secondary as well. That's like strictly, I'm going to go Marcus Peters here. I feel like he could still play a pretty mean wide receiver catching passes from Patrick Mahomes. He's the type of guy where if he's getting the ball thrown to him, he's just going to make a play. I also need defense of some sort for the team that you're playing. So I'm going to go Marcus Peters as a, wide out cornerback hybrid. It's like you think of how you're going to defend these teams too. If it was just building offenses, I'd I'd say Mark, you have the clear advantage just by speed. Marcus Peters is a definitive defender, the first one of these picks. Um so it's kind of getting off the rails here, but I'm gonna go with him. All right. This next pick is definitely going to be my wild card. And I don't even know how this would play out, but we're doing a lineman here, right? Yep. <laughs> we need one lineman, somebody that's going to snap the ball to McCole Hardman on my team <laughs> and somebody that can rush the passer, maybe try to get to Patrick Mahomes. I'm going Derek Thomas, baby. He was number one on mine. He was that we're thinking along the same lines here. Give me DT. Now, I mean, maybe he'll fumble a few snaps, but he might be the only guy that can dive and get the flag from Mahomes. So Derek Thomas, give me DT, baby. 58, 58. We're going relentless motor, big body, agile, powerful, never gives up. I was going to go 
before I picked Kelsey, I had Derek Johnson listed as a guy who could be a swing tight end linebacker. I don't think you use a linebacker really in this five on five flag format. So I'm going to go Tampa Holly as my fifth and final pick. I think he's just big enough to where he could still, if it's DT though, I mean, those two are going up against each other. So I think that's a fantastic matchup between iron sharpening iron. Um, and two guys, I don't want to say that Holly can completely neutralize Derek Thomas or vice versa, <laughs> but they're going to be going at it. So, you know, no matter what's happening, those two are giving it 110%. So I have Mahomes, Charles, Kelsey, Peters, and Holly, and Mark has Hardman, Hill, Hall, DeAnthony Thomas, and Derek Thomas. These oh, are some man. unorthodox teams. Dude. This is that would I would I mean RIP we won't be able to watch you know this actually come to fruition, but in all their primes in their Chiefs glory that would have been a fun matchup to watch, like yeah. all all these guys going at it and man I have do you have any like guys that you're like man this would have been a cool wild card on my team yeah I I have I'll just read off the rest of my list I have Dexter McCluster as a guy that I thought about. That was my um, wild card next to uh, DeAnthony Thomas. I like that. I have Tony Gonzalez as he was right behind Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwayne Bowe as like strictly I need a wide receiver. <laughs> Willie Rofe and Will Shields, obviously, Will Shields, as, yeah. as offensive linemen. I had Legereus Sneed just because of his length. I, I don't love that. Obviously, Derek Johnson, I mentioned. I had Eric Berry as a wild card just kind of a ball hawking type, but also such a good athlete and such a good defender that he could cover an entire secondary (laughs) flag football setting. Um, So I like him. Those are some of mine. Do you have any other X factor guys? Just a couple of uh, running backs behind Jamal Charles. I had priest Holmes on the list. Um, And then I also had Marcus Allen, even though it was the end of his end of his career in Kansas city. And I know most people, think of him as a radier. So I, I didn't want to pick that guy on my team necessarily, but you know, he's a shifty dude. Mark Allen yeah. is a shifty guy. Like when you get inside the five yard line, you're getting a touchdown. The chiefs, you know, wish they had a running back like that right now. I don't know if they do, but uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't have, you know, any of the current RBs on my squad as one of my <laughs> wild cards. No uh, love for Derek Gore. What the hell, Mark? I know. I, I thought about it. Uh, Pacheco honestly might be a decent call. Uh, he, we he's haven't interesting. <laughs> we haven't really seen him, but I, I mean, special teams. You know, RB. He looks like he's a jacked dude. Yeah. So man, that would be a good pick. But yeah, I. I don't know. I just decided to go all speed. I this that was a that was a play that I was willing to to take there. <laughs> I like it, man. Mark, thank you for coming on, and guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, this is peak off-season content right here. I promise training camp is less than a month away. It's less than three weeks away, actually. It is coming up, so there's going to be plenty to talk about soon. We're going to do a mailbag on Thursday with Connor. It's going to be okay. Um, until then, we're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk flag football. We're going to talk anything we can Till something happens, because RTK is not going to disappear. Mark, you look like you have something to say before we get out of here. Well, why I wanted to do the flag football draft is because they're talking about maybe in 2028, adding that as an Olympic sport. Which would be fun. 
yeah, if they actually did that, they could get some. Now, I don't know if NFL teams will want their guys being mm-hmm. in the Olympics playing flag football, but, um, you know, if there's a guy like Lamar Jackson is going to be old by 2028, but, you know, if there's a quarterback like Lamar Jackson out there who maybe, you know, nobody's Lamar Jackson, there's only one Lamar Jackson, but if there's a quarterback maybe that isn't quite at that level, maybe a backup that's looking like Lamar, but not quite that, I don't know, elite, I guess you could say, maybe he would be a guy that could go and win the U.S., you know, a uh, flag football gold medal. <laughs> so That'd be it, so fun. It, I, I, w- I would watch that all day. I, I'd get on the NBC Olympic channel and just stream for some flag football, like I do with uh, curling during the Winter Olympics. I just go off on curling. Uh, I think flag football as a summer sport would be pretty incredible. So, Admittedly, I am the worst Olympic sport watcher. I, I can't name like a ton of the countries in the Olympics. I can't name a ton of the sports in the Olympics. I can't tell you the last time I watched, like besides basketball, a huge Olympic event, but you have my word guys. I'm going to change that next time it rolls around. Um, Mark, you have my word on that as well. And flag football. If that happens down the road, best believe I'm tuning in for that. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. I think so. Yeah, I dig it. Mark. Thanks again, guys. If you want to follow Mark on Twitter, he's at Mark, the overseer, please do that. Highly encourage it. Um, highly recommend you tune in Thursday. Connor and I are going to be back with either a game or a mailbag. We'll see where it takes us. But until then, take care. Stay safe. I'll talk to you then. The Roughing the Kicker Chiefs podcast is a Kansas City Chiefs podcast hosted and produced by Jordan Foote in association with ArrowheadReport.com and almost entirely LLC. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or by going to smarturl.it slash show. For more Kansas City Chiefs coverage, go to Sports Illustrated's home for the Kansas City Chiefs, arrowheadreport.com.